0: If now isn't the time to get creative, to turn the status quo on its side and rethink things, I don't really know when else that would be. You know, things may feel tough, even insurmountable, but they don't have to stay that way. Even in a time where there is so much outside of our control, there are almost always things we can do to help others and to really take lemons and make lemonade. I'm Lindsay Chepkema. CEO and co-founder of Casted, the first and only marketing platform built around branded podcasts. And this is our podcast. Here in season three of the Casted podcast, we're talking with CMOs and marketing leaders to see how they're rethinking their marketing strategies in light of this COVID-19 crisis. I'm hearing inspiring stories from leaders and teams across the country who are taking this as an opportunity to really work together and explore new ways to serve their audiences. And today, we're hearing from Heather Zinzak, the CMO of Pluralsight, and that's a company that offers a variety of video training courses for software developers, IT administrators, and creative professionals. And as you will hear, Heather's energy and enthusiasm is so refreshing and motivating right now. She eagerly shares a couple of initiatives that Pluralsight quickly launched as this crisis started to emerge and really serve its audience. Listen and hear from Heather as she shares the massive projects, they're huge, that she and her team and colleagues jumped into without a whole lot of hesitation, simply because they knew it was the right thing to do, both for their audience
1: and for their company. Hey Lindsay, this is Heather Zinzak. I'm the chief marketing officer at Site and looking forward to the conversation today. Thank you so much for being here, Heather. I wish it
0: was under slightly less stressful circumstances, but I'm, I'm glad to have you on and to hear how you and your team are adapting in the light of everything that's happening right now. How have things been for you? We're, we're on the beginning of week four, at least here in Indianapolis, a little bit longer where you are. What has that looked like
1: for your team? How have you all adapted?: So I live in Park City, Utah, um, which is one of, currently one of the top 10 most infected counties in the nation. so we're a little bit ahead of, of you guys. Um, my kids are starting week six of no school, and we've been on I think we're starting week four or five of complete isolation at home. so definitely been an interesting challenge on the personal front uh, for myself, just like everybody else in the country. And from a work perspective, we are now in our fourth week of mandatory work from home, which adds challenges just to the general work setting. But really, this has been one of the craziest and most rewarding times in my career as a marketer. And it's bizarre that this happened, but we saw the situation we were in and said, okay, how do we need to shift it? And I've been working probably harder. My team has been working harder than we have in a really long time and have had some really amazing positiveness for our company and for our brand um, that's come out of this. And I'm happy to happy to share any of that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I think that we could all use some positive news and some advice, right? Because there's we're not alone. Unfortunately, this is something that we're all going through right now. And marketers in particular are really starting to wonder, not starting, have been wondering, you know how do we get through this? What does this look like? So I would love to hear that. Let us
1: have it. What's been working well for you and your team? Just a couple first. Um, the first one is we do an annual user conference every year, um, in person, thousands of people, and we do one in North America and one in Europe. Um, eventually we'll have one in Asia as well. And um, our Europe one was scheduled for March twenty, March twenty second, I believe, in London. And uh, unfortunately. We waited too long. We waited till, you know, just a couple weeks before the event to make the decision for it to be virtual because in February, a lot of people, including our sales team, couldn't have predicted what London would look like on March 22nd. And they wanted to keep this event because it's such a wonderful event. We have 90% close rates out of customers that come to this. We have a ton of our best customers there, lots of pipeline in the room. It's just, it, it, it gives us, as, you, as marketers know, in-person events give you benefits the whole year long. And so uh, they were hesitant to make the decision. We were hesitant to make decisions based on what was going on in the world. And so we had two weeks to turn it into a virtual event. And it was phenomenal the paid speakers that we had, like the celebrity speakers, their willingness to do unique and creative content for us was awesome. And we had double the amount of customers that were willing to do virtual interviews or virtual sessions on what they're doing with our product than we did in the live version. So, uh, or in the in-person version. So our content actually was even more amazing. Now we had to hustle to get it. And some of it was, you know, people from home, you could see, you know, kitchen counters in the background, but it was the stories that mattered, and the thing that was really cool about this is the team hustled, and just, we created a virtual event in under three weeks, more like two weeks, and the exciting thing were the results. So, we saw almost four times the number of attendees um, the week of the conference on a virtual platform versus the in-person, and almost more exciting than that is we saw three times the amount of pipeline uh, with those attendees, and that's really, for our sales team, what matters, and people were willing to take customer meetings virtually. We actually had the same amount, if not more, customer meetings that occurred with our executive team, so it was actually, from a pure results perspective, more successful than our in-person event, and it's the gift that keeps on giving because now we have this content that every week people are still viewing, and one of the really interesting things for us out of it was even though this is a Europe event, and when we have the event in London, it's 95% of the people are there from Europe. We, we don't see people travel from the U.S. They wait and go to our U.S. event. Um, it's it's rare unless they happen to already be in town for something else. But we actually saw the U.S. had as many people, uh, quote unquote, attend the virtual event, uh, the Europe virtual event as Europeans. So we got global reach with it. So um, I'll pause there on that one. And then I have one that's probably as exciting, if not more, that we've done. But that's one way we've been able to kind of shift our business and really you know, create a great brand experience for our customers.
0: That is so, that's so great to hear. I know a lot of people have been thinking about um, taking their events online or creating one that you know, wouldn't have existed anyway. We're actually getting talked to a lot about that at Casted too and saying, how can I harness this content for podcasts? Like you said, it's the content that keeps on giving, right? It doesn't have to stop at an event. Like how else can you use it? How can you turn all of that great content into podcasts or webinars or um, content that can be consumed long after the fact as well? So that's, that's really great news, especially for a lot of people who are considering doing that as well. So, any recommendations that you have for for how how to do that? Like, where where do you even get started? So,
1: uh, we had a little bit of an uh, of an advantage. We used our own product because, as as you know, PluralSite um, is a platform that we have over seven thousand courses online that people can use and virtually. Uh, it can watch you know from anywhere, any place. It's remote learning. So um, we actually were in the process, we were at the live event or the in-person event, we were launching a new product line that we have called Conferences. And basically we gone around the globe and partnered with some of the world's best conferences and recorded their content and put it on our platform. And as part of your subscription to being a user of our platform, you could also view these conferences. Some of the world's best tech conferences are on our platform. We made that free with this um, because of COVID-19. The first thing we did, and I'll talk about the second thing we did in a minute, because that's the thing I'm most excited about. Um, but we gave the conferences piece free. So, um with the launch of our user conference in March uh, in you know mid, mid to late March we said hey everybody can review any of our conferences data and you can come to plural site live Europe for free as well and so we had our own platform but we're now looking into for, because it was so wildly successful, we're looking into future venue, future experiences because we're going to be doing a lot more virtual conferences going forward and we're looking into different vendors. But what I would recommend to all marketers is even after we're through COVID-19, and I don't know when that is or what, or what that looks like, the world will be different. And I believe virtual experiences, remote experiences, on-demand content, content that you can consume how you want it from anywhere, is going to be even more important to your overall marketing strategy. So I would encourage all marketers to be thinking about what does that look like and what tools do I need to really have an amazing, you know, virtual marketing experience from a, an events and a content perspective. And we had some of that already in house, but we're doubling down and we're looking to massively optimize that part of our tech stack.
0: That's great. That's great, and it sounds also. I mean, I'm I'm paraphrasing your your story and your advice here, but just just do it. Just get started. Look for opportunities and look for what you might have already in in house in what your company does, or even just in your tech stack, and just look for ways to keep on going.
1: Yeah, and I would I would recommend everybody start now because that way, when we do come out of this, a you'll probably like us. We got a lot of traction in our market. Um, with this already, so you could get traction now. But even if you feel like your audience isn't isn't ready to do some of these things, when we start to come out of this as a global economy, you will be prepared and primed. So I would encourage all marketers to think now, what does the future look like? it's It's just like after for those of you that were I maybe dating myself, but for those of you that were old enough to be working during nine eleven, Uh, you know, almost 20 years ago. Think about how travel changed after that. Think about your experience at the airports, the TSA, and just in general. We're going to have, there's going to be so much in our world that's going to change after COVID-19 that will just be the new norm. And so be ready for that. So work on your plan now, work on your strategy now. What tools do you need? What content do you need? What workforce folks do you need? Like you can get ahead of the game. is we launched a free April campaign. And it's honestly probably one of the biggest things that I will do as CMO during my time at Site. So it it started altruistic, like just what can we do? Like we sat down as a leadership team, myself and the CEO basically, and said, what can we do during this time? Like, how can we help people? And that's really where it came from. And, you know, we looked at the unemployment rate, you know, being the highest uh, in a single week since the Great Depression, we looked at people, you know, people are out there struggling, and how can we help them, you know, and and we're not, we, we can't deliver groceries, we can't, you know, we're not in the pharmaceutical business to help with testing or, or in the manufacturing business to help with more protective gear for frontline uh, workers. But what we could do is we could help the individuals out there that are either home and you know, struggling with staying at home? Like, what do they do while they're staying at home? Um, And how can we encourage more people to stay home? Because we believe that staying home is one of the most important things we can do right now for the health of our country and for our economy. And then also for those people that are unemployed, how can we help them get new skills so that they're, you know, more employable in the future? Um, How can they come out of the other side of this with the best opportunities? And so we provided our entire platform for free, all 7,000 courses, no limits on watching. um, Anybody, anywhere can access it. We didn't require a credit card. This isn't a play to get you to become a customer. Um, We did this uh, with just all you have to have is a valid email because for piracy reasons, we had to have some type of validation. And anybody, anywhere across the globe can sign up. And we started this. It's called Free April. So hashtag free April, and we are going to lose millions of dollars in revenue this month. And uh, we put a lot of money into promoting it because we wanted people to know about it. And this was our way of giving back. And so what started out as a way to give to the community has just been unbelievable in terms of virality um, on social media and in terms of, Brand awareness, you know, that's that's something we weren't. That's not why we did it, but it's been unbelievable. And so, I'll give you a couple stats. We normally do uh, free weekends that are they're promotional, and so that we do a free weekend, um, you know, once or twice a year to kind of encourage more people to try out Pluralsight. and those are totally promotional. They're trying to get more customers. And on a typical free weekend, we have about five thousand people come in and use the platform for free. In the first Thirty-six hours, we had more than two hundred and fifty thousand people wow. come in and use our platform for free. Yeah, so it's it's just been, and it's been. Uh, I mean, I could give you a ton of marketing stats and geek out with. You know, that we trended on Twitter, that um, through organic, and we had to shut down all of our paid efforts in the first few days because. Some of our systems were struggling to to keep up with the amount of registrations. The good news was, our platform wasn't, our our product was fine, but the systems we have that get people into it, uh, we had to sh- we shut down some of the paid efforts, and so this was predominantly the first couple days through mainly organic measure- measures. And we were really thoughtful in this campaign on how to reach people that would need it most, and we did. Probably 20% of some of our normal channels that we use, but 80% of our plan was new things that we hadn't tried before. So it was really exciting as a marketer to do this as well. So um, my encouragement to all of you out there um, in marketing is to think about, first, just think about how can you help your community? Because truthfully, those companies that are helping their community, it's the right thing to do. And I think people are recognizing that in this time. So there will be added benefits you get out of that. And then secondly, how do you market differently right now to take advantage of all the eyeballs that are at home these days? And that was a big challenge for us that I think um, that we really, uh, we rose to the, to the challenge for sure. Absolutely.
0: And I, I love that. It's such a good story because not only is it heartwarming <laughs> and inspiring for marketers, but, you know, I think it was Mr. Rogers that said, you know, look for the helpers. Like in, in when there's there are bad things happening, there are always help helpers. Look for the helpers. And taking that a couple of steps further, be a helper. Like we should all if we haven't already, we should all be asking ourselves, how can we help? How can we step up and serve and do what's right, not what is easy? And not for revenue, not for you know business growth through what's happening right now, but to help. I mean, we all... Serve very, very different brands and very different companies and very different industries, but there are ways that we and our teams can, and our products can help in some way. And so I love how the, your attitude there and and the state of mind that it sounds like you you approach this with, which is you know, hey, we have this thing. How can we help people right now? And um, and in doing so, not only are you Doing the right thing and, and actually fulfilling your goal of helping people, but you're also building goodwill and building building relationships that will will last through this whole thing, right? Which is which is great too.
1: And you know, it also was a great reminder. Only about a quarter uh, to date. I mean, we're only a couple days into this promotion, but only a quarter of the people who signed up for free April are from the U.S. Seventy five percent are from around the globe. And we do have a global offering and it's, it's used everywhere, but that was really interesting to me because this is a global pandemic and globally, how can you help people? And so it's been awesome to see some of the different countries where there's refugee camps or, you know, other things where people are really struggling to see this is a global issue. And, and when you have a remote solution, um, you can help globally. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, man, it kind of takes your breath away and how, all in this together. We really are not just, you know, locally in our community or around the state or across the country, but really globally. This has the opportunity to bring us together in a way that nothing, at least in our generation, never really has. What advice would you have for listeners seeking to do the same that just are scratching their heads with what in the world to do here, how to rethink their entire strategy?
1: Um I think a couple things. First, you know, I would think about do you have a product or solution that can help and how how can you how can you help? And I think those are going to be the messages that resonate the most right now. You know, I think everyone right now is kind of focused on are we okay? Are we going to be okay through this? And so most people's minds right now from a mind share perspective is going to be focused on things that can help what can help me during this time. So if you have a product or solution that can help think about how to get it out in the marketplace Um, that will do more for brand awareness than anything else you could do. Um, The second thing, and of course it's the right thing to do. The second thing I would throw out there is how do you take advantage of with your marketing plan with the way people are consuming content a bit differently right now. So everyone is from home every, you know, it's, it's, it's on demand, it's, you know, social media, what, what are the things that are really trending there? How do you, so I think really thinking about um, your marketing plan needs to shift. The things that worked for you before definitely don't work for you right now during this time, but they also, uh, I think the world is going to be different. I think we're going to, you know, I think 200,000 person conferences like Dreamforce with, cruise ships docked in the San Francisco Bay for extra hotel space are a thing of the past. Uh, I think there will be a new version of that. And so I would, you know, marketers are creative, get your best brains together and think about what does this new, what could this new reality look like and start planning now for it. Um, That, that would be the other thing I would definitely put out there. And then I think you should look at your tools and what tools do I have? Do I have the right tech stack and the right tools that we need to have virtual events. You know, are podcasts a strategy for us and do we have the tools to, to use podcasts? Or, you know, what are the things that you think will be in your strategy and do you have the right tools to implement it? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Yeah. And like, what can you do with that content and what email campaigns do you need to have to follow up to it? They need to be different. And how, what content do you need to attach to those email? Ca- like it's it's changing completely the way we market. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. And it's changing everything about your marketing strategy. It's not just going virtual events or virtual content or, you know, having more content. It's like, you need to be rethinking the whole way you approach customers. Yeah. I mean, it's messaging. It's everything. Yeah. And our sales teams aren't having in-person meetings. The third thing I was going to talk about is just how do you help your sales team? Because look, of my spend, the majority of it is to generate pipeline. And so I'm having to come up with unique ways to generate pipeline in a remote virtual world. But the other big chunk of my spend is how do I help sales close that pipeline? And historically that's been through in-person events like dinners and da, da da but I've got to come up with new and interesting ways to help my sales rep and um, that's been a big challenge too and I think that's the other you know that's the second that's the second thing that I would I would hope marketers are thinking about like one thing that's been really big for us is we're tripling down on account-based marketing and doing really unique marketing themes unique content even for our big accounts because we no longer can wine and dine them. So we have to come up with things that they'll still want to get access to. Like we paid for NCAA finals tickets and we had a ton of customers. We had boxes at the NCAA finals. Like it was going to be awesome. Like, and so what can we give customers to, to have conversations with us virtually? So like we're looking at like, do we hire a, an author that they wanted to meet forever and do a 20 person Zoom with that author where you can ask questions. Like we're trying to come up with stuff like what can we offer you in a virtual world that you know is the equivalent of NCAA finals tickets. It's just a really like how to, and how do you help those salespeople? It's an interesting time. Well and you know what else is interesting? I, I sat next to the CEO of DoorDash at a conference a couple summers ago at dinner, you know, I had dinner, basically sat next to each other's dinner, and it was just super smart and really interesting and loved our conversation. And so we kind of kept sort of in touch, but not really. I, we traded a couple emails. But when this, this all happened, their response went early on on COVID-19 with how can we help you? And DoorDash, for example, is coming up with really unique ways that you can give DoorDash to your customers. Like, I can still buy you lunch or dinner. Like, you know, I can still, you know, DoorDash is here to, and you know, there are questions around, you know, some people don't want third party people delivering food, but you know, they're, they're coming up with unique ways to say, how can we help you? And I think it's things like that. It's going to be the DoorDashes, the getting an author on a call, the how do you still Because look, we're, at the end of the day, we're human and we need connection. And without connection, like we we don't, we don't thrive. And so how can you, in this world we're in right now and the new world, we're going to be in post, you know, the most tragic part of this COVID-19, like how can you still, what marketers do is we create connections. So how can you still create connections? And, and that's going to be, that's the most interesting part of our job. And so I challenge all marketers to get creative. And think about how to still create those connections in this trying time.
0: Absolutely. I could not agree more. That has been what I have been, been shouting too, as far as, you know, like people need connection more than ever before. This whole thing is human to human. And so how can we, how can we do that? How can we look for ways to, to do that now and ongoing? I, I couldn't agree more thank you so much for sharing the good news that's happening with you and with your team at Pluralsight. It's inspirational. I think it's, it's a, uh, it's a nice peek at the sun uh, and otherwise cloudy day for a lot of people. So thanks for sharing it. I appreciate it a lot.
1: No, great. Lindsay
0: loved the conversation. That's our show. Thanks for listening. For more from today's guest, including bonus content not included in this episode, like the stories you haven't heard about their career and the advice they have for you in your path to becoming a marketing leader, visit casted.us to subscribe and receive our show as it's published, along with exclusive content each week.